It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, Buck fans? We're back yet again with another RBT live stream. Today we are joined with a special guest, Ralph from Buccaneers Observer. And as always, I got my boy, Michael Pless. So first things first, Ralph, let everyone know what you're about, what you do, what type of Bucks content you bring. Let's do that before we get to know you. All righty. Uh, Ralph Phillips, uh, Buccaneers Observer. That's our website and our Twitter and all that good stuff. Uh, we started this about three years ago. We actually went down to uh, the when they opened up the new training facility and got to meet uh, Ford and all those guys. Man, we got to meet all the players. It was really neat. It was uh, my 50th birthday, actually. And they took us on a tour of the One Buck place. And it was awesome. Gave us gave me a bunch of gifts and all this good stuff. And uh, me and my wife, we were just amazed by how well they treated us. And we had had this website that we had started years ago, uh, BuccaneersObserver.com. And uh, we had always talked about you know being more involved, doing the uh, uh, podcast, and uh, getting involved in the forums. And hello, I just shrunk. Yeah. And. Uh, we, we just had this group because we sit around all the time and talk about Buccaneers and it's great having a wife like that. I ain't gonna lie. And uh, so we said, well, why not just record this, us sitting around talking and throw it out there for everybody. And one of our things is we wanted uh, just more fan involvement. Uh, we wanted, we, we, we see all, all the, the big teams like the Dallas Cowboys and the uh, New England Patriots and all that. They, they just blast so much YouTube stuff out there. It's hard to keep track of all the, uh, fan content and when you go for the Buccaneers at least a few years ago there wasn't a whole lot so we said let's try and get involved and bring as much to the table as we could and I do a lot of film work I watch oh gosh I that's one of the things with uh, college football me and Molly talk about all the time is, is there no way I could watch college football and she couldn't either because we watch so much Buccaneers football you know we watch the games and then we watch the tape and then we analyze everything and then we rewatch the game and then we rewatch the tape and it's just we don't see how we could squeeze any more in and uh, so uh, she said I have a very unique perspective on watching film because I don't do the X's and O's so much as I do the Jimmy's and Joe's. You know, I'm like uh, the matchups. I like watching guys hit each other and who falls down and who gets beat up and all that good stuff. So I decided to go, you know, and start doing a channel that uh, showed that aspect of the game. Uh, not so much the the routes and the schemes and all that good stuff. Because there's plenty of people that do that, you know. So And plus, I'm not that knowledgeable in all that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's one of those... It's one of those things I've seen professionals who will draw the X's and O's and they're wrong. You know, because <laughs> I've watched the film and I go, no, that's exactly wrong. That's not, you know, that wasn't a uh, too deep, you know, it was a, you know, it was a three cover or whatever. And, uh, you know, so, but who's going to correct them? 
they've got a bigger audience. So to me, the X's and O's, it's 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 half the game. It's kind of like nature and nurture. Half the half the uh, analysis is uh, the the X's and O's. Yeah. The other half should be the Jimmys and Joes. And I felt like nobody else was doing that, so I jumped in there. Uh, as far as me personally, I'm a, a computer programmer uh, and a stay-at-home dad, which is great. Ooh. I'm at home all day. It, it's like this, uh, the coronavirus stuff didn't affect me at all. You know, I, n- I never leave the house anyhow. So <laughs> I'm always on lockdown. Uh, my wife, she uh, Molly Bay, she does a podcast with me. Uh, she is a paralegal, so she covers all my legal expenses when I go out drunk driving. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so are you father of one father of uh, father of two, father of two. yes okay. uh, i've got a four five year old girl that's running around the house right now uh, she keeps me busy i've I, my son he's 12 so it doesn't require a whole lot for him but they are so exact opposite my daughter is completely uh socialite She's never met a stranger. She eats everything in the house. I don't think we've ever put anything in front of her that she wouldn't eat. Uh, and she's not very studious. My son is the exact opposite. He, he wants to be a computer programmer too. So he's very studious and he's not very sociable and he only eats like three things. So I don't know how they both came from me. <laughs> this is what my point is. He's an easy fix, right? Just you very getting what he wants. He's, he's happy. He's at peace. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I- Yep. Yeah, I'm a father of one as well, an eight-year-old, so eight-year-old girl, so. Oh, fantastic. Kind of got in the middle. She's not personable until you get to know her, and then once you know her, she's just loud, beyond loud. And, <laughs> now, is yeah. she a girly girl? No, tomboy. Really? She, you never? Yeah. When, when I had my daughter, I said, I'm going to raise her just like my son. My mom said, uh, she's going to have you wrapped around her finger. And I said, nope, going to raise her just like I did my son and everything. And it's like, almost like she came out wearing hair bows and tutus. <laughs> she is the girliest girl that you'll ever meet. And I don't know where it came from. Yeah, it's weird. You can't really predict what's going to happen. Like, awesome. No. Yeah. It is so strange. You know, you hear the nature-nurture <laughs> argument, but I'm like, no, this is definitely, you know, nature. This had nothing to do with me. <laughs> but now so she gets me wearing hair bows and stuff all the time now. Yeah, mine I probably put, shouldn't say that. Mine put makeup all over me. Yeah, last yeah. Weekend, so I got you. Um, it, it was, it, I, yeah. And face paint, too. I get yeah. the face paint treatment oh, that's, all the time. that's cool. The makeup with lipstick, blush. Yeah, imagine yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Get the <laughs> hair ties in, in, the, in the beard there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. You need that. That's what you need. <laughs> some beads. There we go. Some beads. Yeah. It'd be like those Vikings, man. Like they had the, they had the cool look. beard stuff. My wife won't let me do that, though. But maybe if the kid did it, I could say, oh, hey. That was more than you know, the It wasn't me. It's accepted if the kid does it. <laughs> Everything. Yes. But plus, do you have any more questions before we jump into Bucks football? No, I mean, uh, I mean, you talk about you know starting this up. You know about what was it three years you said, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's right around the time. I mean, me and Mark started this as well, and we kind of it seems like we have kind of the same vision. You know, we wanted to yes. do this to just you know bring more fans together. You know, educate a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, just talk Bucks football and and see where it would go and. Um, so I have much respect to you as far as, you know, the website, obviously it looks like you put a lot of good stuff out there, your podcast, you got going strong and, and now the YouTube channel where I've seen some of your videos and you do a really good job of just, you know, breaking it down and, and helping other Bucks fans understand, okay, this is what happened here, you know, et cetera. So, um, really good job. And 
yeah, it's just it's awesome to uh, have you on. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, I, me and Mark were talking earlier, and I was talking about how I feel like I'm in competition with you guys in a way <laughs> that y'all don't, y'all don't even know it because I'll, I'll come up with ideas and stuff, and I'll be like, oh, man. I gotta, and now I've gotten in the habit where I go and check your site first because y'all always beat me to this <laughs> stuff. It's like, how are you doing it? I'm, I'm like, is my wife in on this? Is she calling them up and telling them, hey, here's what Ralph's going to do? Right. It, it, I was telling him, y'all even did the thumbnail. I had designed the thumbnail and I had it sitting there and I showed my wife. I said, can you, how are these guys doing this? <laughs> <laughs> They're beating me to everything. Yeah, I love y'all's content, by the way. I uh, appreciate it. No, thank yeah. you. Like, like we're I gonna... said, you're, you're literally inspiration for us as well. So just make sure you know that. But, uh, awesome. Well, that's that's the whole point, man. Get if we can get uh, as many Buck fans as we can get excited and enjoying this content and creating their own grow the fan base that's that's the whole point mm-hmm. absolutely but with that being said i mean let's let's dive into i mean your thoughts on this off season so far it's been you know very wild um obviously you know the uh big acquisition of tom brady uh just your thoughts on him and what do you think he'll he'll bring to this team going forward oh my gosh when when the season ended i my first thing the f- first podcast we did i said it was james winston's fault that we didn't make the playoffs <laughs> It was just flat out and simple. You know, I can name three to four games that he cost us the game. He threw an interception that cost us the game. And I hated saying it because I love Jameis Winston, and I do not knock any of Buck player. I just won't do it. You know, Buck players, coaches, and stuff like that, I don't talk bad about them because I feel like, you know, I'm a fan of the team, and that includes everybody. That includes front office management, uh, cheerleaders especially. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any of the players, you know, it's it's – I'll let the other opponents talk crap about my team. I'm not going to do it. So, you know, I'm not going to talk crap about Jameis Winston. But as soon as the season was over, I said, you know, it was it was his fault we didn't make the playoffs. And then there was rumors that Tom Brady might come. And I said, no way. No way. Because he doesn't fit the system. Uh, you know, we throw deep. He's a dink and dunk guy. You know, he gets it out quick. He's got the guys going across the middle. He's always got the check down guys. And he utilizes them. Now, there's no way. It's just two totally different systems. But I was very excited to get the guy when we got him. I was like, this is awesome. You know, I was like, we'll change the whole system if we have to. Let's just do it. But then watching game film, because I've never really watched game film on Tom Brady. I've always wanted to, but I, I never did. But as soon as we got him, I, you know, I started digging into it. And uh, I was amazed at how often and good he throws the ball deep. Mm-hmm. I think he... Uh, I think he's really going to light it up in this system. I, 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 I predict that he's going to beat Jameis Winston's 5,000 yards mm-hmm. from last year. I really do think he's going to. So I'm, I'm extremely excited about it. On a scale of a 1 to 10, I'm like an 11 wow. on this whole offseason. Yeah. You think this year? This year he'll do that? Oh, yeah. 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 It, there, there's almost no doubt in my mind. It, it, you know, there's always unforeseen things that could happen, injuries, uh, the team blows up. Uh, we don't get to play this year, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if things just go right, man, I, I don't see how we don't win, go to the Super Bowl and win it. I mean, we're going to have the first team to have uh, the home field advantage. You know, it's going to be at Tampa this year, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it would be awesome if we played there. And if we play, we're going to win. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very confident, very confident. But of course, I'm like this every year. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's, that's the scary thing. Like, we all get hyped up. We win the off season, and then we just shit the bed. Yes. And once the season starts, and that's what we as Buck fans just hate. Last year, no. like, 
I, I was like, plus, I'm not going to get hyped up this year. There's right. no chance in hell. Like, let, let them prove it. And literally it happened all year. We got so much bashing on our, our podcast. Y'all are just saying the same things over and over. Okay, you don't like Jameis. I'm like, well, I mean, it's, it's the consistently inconsistent. That's one thing I kept saying. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're showing me this over and over, what am I supposed to believe? That you're going to improve? And, yeah, he had his time. He had five years. So I mean, yeah. does he have everything? Yes. But he doesn't do it consistently, and that's the issue. Mm. And like Tom Brady doesn't have half the ability that mm. Jameis has, in, in my opinion. But Tom mm. Brady just knows – he plays the chess pieces. He reads mm. it before it mm. happens, and he makes the right decision more often than not. And he doesn't kill yes. his team. So that's why I agree with you. Yes, we should be – at that upper echelon of team and Super Bowl mm-hmm. contender, not a pretender. It's kind of something I put in the, the description down below, but I'm <laughs> with you. I just, I want us to have a season, like you said. Yeah. But plus, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like Ralph's confidence. I, 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 uh, I enjoy that. So yeah, as far as, you know, Tom Brady, as far as acquisition, you know, we were kind of in the same boat, you know, me and Mark didn't think it was going to happen either. And, you know, as we got closer to, you know, free agency coming down, you know, yeah, it just seemed like it was a match made in heaven from whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, from all the things we were hearing. And then when it happened, you know, yeah, we were ecstatic, uh, very excited for it. So I believe our first show was actually on, on Tom Brady, I think our first live stream. Yeah, that's when it was like the next day or something like that. But yeah, I think what he can bring is, I think it's going to be Monday through Saturday is going to be his biggest impact, um, mm-hmm. just because of his film room study. You know, him him being able to lead, you know, in the locker room and, and being able to get these guys prepared. I think it's just going to be that next level stuff that we just haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. and it's going to really help this team go forward. So I'm excited about that. Um, but my, my follow-up question is, and now that we've added, I, I know we talk about, we talked about the offense a lot, but I want to get your reaction as far as like, you know, what do you think of this defense coming Ugh. up this season? I, I'm, I'm super excited about them and now they've yes. got everyone back. So just, uh, some thoughts on this defense and how good they can be. Oh my gosh. Uh, the defense I think is was completely underrated last year and this year everybody's overlooking them because of the whole Tom Brady and Gronk stuff. Right. But we have a monster, monster <laughs> defense. I mean, it's, I mean, Shaq Barrett alone is enough to elevate a defense to elite status. And we've got Shaq Barrett, Vita Van, Domkong Sue, Nacho, uh, and then our linebackers. Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe not the best in coverage, but they're the best in everything else. <laughs> and yeah. if our secondary plays the way they did, which I think they will, uh, the second half of the season, you know, when JPP came back, it was like they just straightened those guys up. Uh, they were completely awesome. I've never seen anybody knock down as many passes as they did. I mean, there was a stat, I think it was Pro Football Focus, said that they dropped more interceptions than most teams had all year. Right. Uh, uh, Carlton Davis t- was targeted more than any cornerback in the league. He was number one. I think he had 117 targets, some mess like that. And he's he was 12th in passes defensed. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, the guy was – but it was uh, uh, Jamal Dean who really impressed me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that first that first game against uh, – uh, who was, was it? Seattle? Yeah. Or Seattle? Yes. Well. Yes. 
Oh yeah, against Seattle, he got torched. Yeah. But he, I think he still had four passes defense during that game. They they mm-hmm. caught three touchdowns on him. But <laughs> uh, but then it was like after that, it was like nobody threw on him. Yeah. I mean, nobody could catch anything on him. He was knocking. I think he knocked down. I want to say, and these numbers just coming out of my butt, uh, <laughs> 15, 15 pass defenses in four games. You know, which has got to be a record somewhere. These guys that keep stats have got to know that our safety. Uh, situation, yeah, you know, it's it's a little little dicey, but I'm not worried about it. I'm a whitehead. I love him. He's definitely a, you know, a uh, John Lynch type guy. You know, he likes to come in like a missile and hit guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Evans, uh, if healthy, like I said, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't like talking bad about our our Buccaneers player. The Chicago game when we had Lovey Smith was the worst performance of a football player I've ever seen, and that was Justin Evans. He was lost out there. He had no idea what he was doing. And, uh, you, you know, he's had all these health issues. So, I, you know, I, w- I would like to see him bring – yeah, there he is. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a, uh, a veteran come in. You know, we, we just have too much youth back there. Uh, but still, I think it's, it's a elite-level defense, and it, it's going to shock people. Okay, I'm excited about it. Yeah, no, I, I'm super excited about this defense. I think the front seven alone, just bringing oh. back – you know, what they brought back and then Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, you know, JPP fully healthy, I think is mm-hmm. going to make a huge difference. And then mm-hmm. you have Shaq Barrett. So, uh, and then our linebacking core, I think is one of the best, you know, if not the best in the league with Levante and Devin White, you know, mm-hmm. if they're healthy and you look at the secondary, yes, very young, but I, I just like how they play very aggressive. Um, and they're allowed to do that because of our front seven. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I'm more excited about that unit than I am the offense. I know the so, offense is going to be good, but um, I'm with you on that. I, I'm I'm a defensive guy. That's what mm-hmm. actually got me involved in the Buccaneers was their defense. That uh, way, it was um, Hardy Nickerson. I was a big Hardy Nickerson fan. He came to the Buccaneers, and I was like, "Oh man, I got to be a Buccaneers fan." <laughs> I was not <laughs> oh, happy man. about it. Well, they, they wore the orange uniforms, and I was just like, and at that point, they were the bottom of the league. You know, right. all my life they had been. So uh, that was hard to take, but then the defense really got strong, and I was like, I like this team. <clears throat> Plus, they changed their uniforms. That helped. But, yes, I am a big defensive guy, and this defense uh, – you know, y'all did that Vita Vea video. Mm-hmm. I watched it about three times. I loved it. <laughs> the, he is the most exciting football player I've ever watched. Uh, the, he was actually my di- most disappointing football player last year on the Buccaneers. It, I know it's, it sounds weird, but I expected so much more out of him after watching him the first year. Man, he was so dominant. I mean, just he he had his rookie moments. The first few games were bad, but then I mean, he was literally picking guys up and throwing them. Mm-hmm. You know, last season he didn't do it that much last year. I think he's got more of a strategic mindset going on with him and Sue closing those gaps. But um, he is, and I hate to say it, but I think he's better than Warren Sapp. And I think he can get to that level. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm totally excited about this defense, man. I forgot. It's my favorite. No, I'm with you, but I forgot who mentioned it. I don't want to name drop someone that didn't say it, but yeah, someone said that Vita Vez may be on the same level as Sap, maybe even better. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. people are going to think of this as production. Sap was a sack artist, right? Vita Vez right. not. He's no. he has no. ability to get there, but. It's just the influence he has on the defense. I mean, Sapp made the three-tech t- position. He is right. what you want for that position. So Vita Vea literally can just do so much at that nose mm-hmm. tackle, at that one. 
He just forces everyone into him. Two, if not yes. three guys. And they just makes... We, we, go ahead, go ahead. When y'all were watching his tape, were y'all getting the feeling that you were seeing something special there? I mean, uh, when when you watch most defensive linemen, you know, it's really a, a matter of, you know, they kind of do their job. You know, you don't get a whole lot of special plays, uh, you know, like like with Sue. You're going to watch him. You're going to just see kind of a guy just hold his ground and, you know, close those gaps up. With Vea, I, I see so much there. His speed is incredible. When he, You know, I mean, he, he runs guys down from behind, you know, that you're thinking, whoa, how, how in the world are you getting downfield that fast? He's just got so much energy. And uh, he's got so much strength. I mean, when he decides he's going to go for the quarterback, nobody can stop him. Yeah. Right. yeah and, and so when y'all were watching him, did you feel like you were seeing something special there? No, we saw him even from Washington. We wanted we were the select few that liked him over Duran James. Okay, so, like, good. We were that good. crew of, oh, I can't believe we did this. Uh, and we're sitting there like, holy shit, we just took a guy we liked in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, about okay. damn time. So Fantastic. Like, he's that just, was yeah. He's just special. Like the way he can yes. run guys down, like you're saying. But it's not just that. Like you say, Sue. Like with three, four defensive linemen, they're a lot of two gapping, and Sue's mm-hmm. just holding up, looking around. Vita Vea just takes it to that next level. Yeah, he can hold you up, throw you to the side like a rag doll, but he can also throw you to the side and get after the quarterback. He just mm-hmm. so you just can't put one. Yeah, when he decides, he's going to destroy it. Yeah, he can bull rush. He can do moves. He's got speed. It's He's really scary. And uh, last year, uh, Molly does the Know Your Enemy segments with our, our podcast and website. And so she researches all the draft picks from the other teams in our division. And last year, they were all picking offensive linemen. And we were both like, that's eh, because of Sue. I mean, uh, Vita, <laughs> yeah. Vita and Sue, actually. Yeah. It's like, you know, they had to beef up their offensive lines because he, he was just literally picking guys up and throwing them. And I've never seen that before. You know, on a consistent basis, you see it every now and then. But you know, he he just looks like he does, it, and he really enjoys being out there, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. No, plus go ahead. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, Vita was a guy we actually uh, we wrote about when we had our website going at the time. Uh, we wrote about uh, you know him being a possible you know pick at that year, um, even at seventh overall, even if we didn't trade down um, like we did. We thought he was that good enough to be a top ten. Uh, selection we were you know it's either him or um i think it was quentin nelson that we're thinking of mm-hmm. either him or you know vita vea so yeah when they when they took vita vea i was really happy with it because of like you guys said i mean just the potential is there his strength his ability to you know just be a force and he really is the mvp of this defense i think he's, yes. he's the most critical piece because he makes everything happen around him uh everything flows flows through that middle there so very important to have him on the field, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see what he does in year three. It's going to be really well, exciting. Yeah, he did a lot of a uh, lot of progress uh, from when he first got on the field last year or year before last, and ended last year. I mean, he <laughs> if you've ever watched me and me and my wife Molly, we, we joke a lot. We joke Vita a lot because he's really funny, but he's always talking about every interview he does. He says, "I'm learning," mm-hmm. you know, and he comes across as well. Not not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, you know, not bad the, interview, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And but he's always I'm learning. Uh, you know, uh, do, how do you think about JPP coming back? Well, you know, uh, he, he's he's, he's teaching me, and I'm learning a lot from him. And every single interview, and it just cracks us up. Uh, matter of fact, we want to do a clip 
a montage of him saying that, you know, over the years it's been, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. But I do think <laughs> he's progressed a lot. And I think Sue has helped him out a great deal. Uh, you know, getting him more focused on, you know, do your job and all that good stuff. Cause he, when he first started playing for us, he seemed to enjoy fighting with the linemen more than he did actually tracking the ball, you know, and he would, he would just push guys back. He would pick them up, throw them and all that. And the ball runner would run right by him because he's too busy tangling with his offensive lineman, beating him up, you know? And I think Sue kind of got him uh, more focused on, you know, your purpose here is to stop the ball carrier, not just beat up on guys. <laughs> right. It's kind of like what Todd Bull said about the secondary, this young secondary, they, they realize what they have to do. Now they're, understanding what the, the offense is going to do to them. And I think that's what happened to Sue. Luke, Sue got his year cut in half because of that calf injury. So, mm. yeah, it's smart to – or not smart. It's just observant to say that, yeah, he, he started slow because he was so mm. far behind because of injury. And then this year, yeah. he just, last year, he just blew the hell up. And I, I want mm-hmm. to see that moving forward. But um, mentioning about how Sue helped out Vita Bea and Golson – what do you think Gronkowski yes. is going to do? Another big addition is going to do with uh, O.J. Howard. Man, you know, I don't know. Last year, uh, I was really excited about all three of our tight ends. Uh, the, the, the new guy, he really showed up in Tanner, the, Tanner Hudson? Uh, preseason. Tanner Hudson, yeah. yes. Uh, and I was really excited about him. I wanted to see a lot of three tight end sets and all that. And they, they ran a few, but they didn't utilize the tight ends a whole lot. And I don't know if it was – uh, Jameis just not throwing to the tight ends because, you know, they did have them out there running routes, uh, but, they, but they used them blocking more than I, I was comfortable with because they're not the best blockers in the world. Uh, now with Gronkowski, I don't really care what he does. I think we could use him as a decoy. Mm-hmm. You know, just have the guy out there. He's going to draw so much attention. Uh, you know, I, I hope OJ could step it up this year. You know, he didn't perform too well last year on, you know, both with blocking and catching the ball. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, Arians and, and Leftwich don't really seem to be too involved with the tight end room. You know, so yeah, I, I think it's going to change with Gronkowski. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know he's going to fill up seats in the stadium, and that's probably a large part of why he's here. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Brady won. I, th- I think Brady's going to be throwing to him a lot, though. So I don't care what they draw up. I think Brady's going to be throwing to Gronk. More than we're used to. Yeah, I think with Gronk, I think it's just, you know, they brought him in because, you know, Tom Brady trusts him. I think Mm -hmm. it's a guy that you can lean on, especially in critical situations, you know, third down, goal line, red zone area. You know, he's a guy that can be a mismatch anywhere on the field. But Mm -hmm. I I agree with you. I think with as far as being a decoy, drawing attention, I think it's going to open up things for other guys. And, Mm -hmm. you know, especially the guys that are going to play in the slot or on the outside, I think are going to have more space to work with. So, especially yes. when you have Brady, you know, he understands how to utilize that and how to take advantage. So, I think that'll be a good thing. Um, I'm hoping O.J. Howard steps up, too. I think this is kind of hopefully a wake-up call for him as he's entering his, you know, last year of his contract. Or, well, I think he's got an option that was picked up for next year. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's got to pick it up a little bit. And, you know, Cam Brate, same thing. I think him and, um, you know, Anthony Auclair, I think, is another guy that can be – Mm-hmm. I think utilize more. So we'll, we'll see what happens as, as far as a tight end room. But yeah, it kind of goes into the system and the scheme. You know, it's more receiver uh, dependent. You know, they like to utilize those guys and, and obviously get the ball downfield. So mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. But I think he's going to do good things. Um, just his presence on the field mm-hmm. is going to be good. Oh yeah, all Claire's our best blocker, I think, in the tight end room. Uh, but you you brought up that Brady knows Gronk, and you know it's kind of a he trusts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of I, I kind of felt the same way with Winston and Brate. You know, when it got down to that goal line, you just felt there was a chemistry there between those two. He trusted Brate, and Brate, you know, pulled through for him quite a bit. So I think yeah, I think we're going to yeah. see that with Gronk and uh, when Brady too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, no doubt. I just brought up that little clip. You were right. It's OJ. They picked up next year. So this year and next year. So I mean, mm. you have two more years of OJ with Tom Brady, hopefully, bearing injury. Mm. And Gronk, you never know. He may, if we, I don't want to look too deep into the future, but if he stays, he's going to take a cheaper contract, hopefully. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I think, yes, Gronk will have an, a big effect on OJ Howard because I mean, we did tape study on him and he's a very field aware tight end. I mean, if they're in zone, he literally sees it, feels it, and will stop his route and just turn around like a Brady. That's something that we're going to obviously show. We always do these little player breakdowns, film studies. You're mm-hmm. going to see that. I mean, this is stuff where I think Sue with Vita Vea and William Golston, I think Gronk not only will like loosen them up a little bit with his little jokes, but he's also going to show them, okay, this is what Brady likes. This is what we got to do to win games. Like Brady's going to be the one that inspires them all and forces them to be men, so to speak, to win a mm-hmm. game. Like not like the Giants yeah. damn game where they just let it get, get the hell away from them because they were thinking of the Rams the next game. Dumbasses. Yeah. You can't do that. Brady's going <laughs> to spit in your face, get in your face, and tell you, listen, we got to win a damn game. This is how we yes. do it. And I think Gronk will also bring that to that tight end room who is so – so damn talented across the board, and I just I hope to, I hope this happens. I'm I'm big hope, but I mean I always say this: hope in one hand and shit in the other one. See which one fills up first. But, hey, hey, the, the off season all is all about hope, man. That's why I am you know I wear my Buccaneer tinted sunglasses all off season. <laughs> I am from from the time the the season ends to the time it begins. I am we are going to the Super Bowl. You yeah. know, even even back in the Lovey Smith days, I was like, "Next year we're going to the Super Bowl." Oh, no. so, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, the the the, the yeah, eternal right. optimism in me, I guess. I've got I've got Buccaneer blood going through my veins, so got to release it somehow. Because <laughs> it is so it is so depressing. Like you said, we win the off season every year. It seems like. And then we go into the season, and it's just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. I mean, how did we not win that Giants game? Come on. I mean, that was <laughs> – yeah. that was – oh. But that, that, I think that's the old Bucks. Uh, that's not going to happen this year, you know. Like, like, I mean, there's right. – we can prove it a lot of things. Like, proof is in the pudding with Brady. His, mm-hmm. his uh, like, pedigree in the NFL. But then again, yeah, it is the Bucks. I mean, look at all the shit that's right. happening right now in 2020. It's like, is this a, this a Bucks curse? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you bring it, would, the best, it would fit. The best player of the past 20 years, and then this happens. It's like, what? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and me, me and Molly were talking about that on one of the podcasts that, uh, you know, a lot of players come down here to Tampa, and they kind of take a vacation, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a resort city. It's fun. It's partying and all that. And now you've got Gronkowski, you know, who is known to party and all that good stuff. He's going to be right in the middle of that. And he's, he's definitely become a celebrity now. 
And, you know, Tom Brady, of course, is one of the most well-known celebrities on the planet. And, you know, there's that kind of in the back of your head going, uh, are they going to come down here and, you know, party it up and, you know, just try to get some TV time in Tampa and get a suntan and then that's it? You know, not worry about winning us a ring? It's happened before with us, so. Uh, yeah, so I, I try not to put that out in the universe, and I'm really sad that I actually said that on your uh, show here. <laughs> no more. <laughs> We're ending it right now. <laughs> That's it. It's all optimism and hope from here on out. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, plus, do you have any more takes on that? No, on? no. I, again, I I think, you know, offensively, you know, just looking at it, I mean, let's let's – change a little bit as far as positions uh we'll stick with the offense but give your take as far as this running back group i mean are you excited about rojo do you think he can take you know the next steps going forward um was a lack of opportunities for him uh there he is right there <laughs> but uh but yeah just give me your opinion on pretty much the the rb uh the room you know what you think of it he definitely stepped up last year compared to 2018 for sure i i think you know, the big knock on him in, in his first year was that he couldn't catch the ball. And he was, you know, kind of, kind of uh, intimidated, it seemed like, to run into guys. Last year, he did well catching the ball. And in Brady's going to throw him the ball a lot. You know, uh, Brady likes having his check downs. And, you know, Arians uses running backs in that, that sense quite a bit. So uh, he's, he's going to have to catch the ball a lot. Now, last year, I was really impressed with some of his runs. You know, I mean, he'd catch that ball. And he would he would shoot down the field. He's got the speed. There ain't no doubt about it. Uh, both him and Barber, who's not with us anymore, they seem to have. And I don't know if it was the the running backs coach teaching them this, but they didn't run to space. They would run at guys. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I saw where they'd have one guy that all they had to do was juke him out, and instead they would run right at him, try and bowl him over. You know, and I'd like to see a little bit more because Rojo seems like he's got some moves to him. You know, try to evade people a little bit more instead of being a steamroller because that doesn't seem to be his forte. Uh, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to think about the running back room right yeah. now. Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of just have to wait and see. I, I, I've got hope, you know, <laughs> eternal hope here. But as far as uh, a lot of confidence, eh, eh. You know, nobody's gonna be able to stop our passing game, so we don't even need running backs. The way I look at it. <laughs> Plus, I'll let you take this. I know you have a lot to say about that. Well, just like I mean, would, I guess you would agree with this as far as the running back room being the X factor for this offense to, I guess, take it to another level as mm-hmm. as far as what we've seen in the past. You know, obviously we know the passing game. I think is going to be there regardless, but just if we get some production from that running back room where it's consistent enough and we can utilize it both in the passing game and run game, mm-hmm. it will take this offense to something we haven't seen before. I think you would agree with that. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, and I like a, I prefer a good running game to a passing. I'm not, I'm not a big offensive guy. I don't like the, the high flying offenses and stuff. You know, I came back from the Trent Dilford days when, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, run on first down, run on second down and then throw mm-hmm. it on third right. down. And, uh, it's just, you know, I'm, I've never been a big offensive guy. I would like to see a good running game. I just don't see it with these guys. I don't know. I, the, the new running back we got from college, you know about him. I don't know anything about him, so I'll have to take uh, what you all say. You know, if he's going to be good, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, but 
what I want to say about the running game is with all our weapons, like you're saying, our offensive pass game is going to be so damn good. So with Winston, they almost dared him to throw the ball. They were going to take away mm. the run game. They were just saying, throw it because we're going to drop back into his zone. You're going to throw it to us. Tom Brady, you can't really do that because he's going to read it and say, oh, good, you're going to do this. I'm going to do this. So they mm-hmm. can't play up. They can't make us one-dimensional because if you do, Tom Brady's just going to eat it. I mean, he's mm. he's going to make you look stupid. So I, I think it'll help the running game. I think having Gronk and OJ on the sides, your 12 personnel is going to be disgusting. You can run or pass out of that, I think. Yeah. And then you were saying, yeah, with Vaughn, I mean, Vaughn, he's not going to be anything like – Ezekiel Elliott or a, a top tier running back, but he's going to be doing enough, I think. And he has the ability to do a little bit of everything. So, can he contribute is he more right of, away? Or go ahead. Is he more of a is he more of a power runner or a finesse? He's got a little bit of both. I mean, it's it's okay. I I kind of I kind of see him as almost like an Ernest Graham, but even more shiftier, I guess. So Ernest Graham could do everything, right? I loved Ernest Graham when he was here. I'm also a Gator fan, so that's probably why. But I mean, the dude—he just does enough for win to win. Like he, he's a fighter. He's gonna make you miss. He's got a little bit of make you miss. He isn't he's not a Deion Lewis. He's not James White. He can pass, pass catch a little bit, but I mean, he just does enough. Let's put it that way. And I think that complemented with Rojo's ability to just freaking jump cut five yards. And then mm-hmm. just go on a dime, like that's that's special. And I think those two guys complement each other very well. And it, I just didn't understand why people kind of said Vaughn needs to take over for Rojo because Rojo hasn't even come onto the spot just yet. And right. still, Vaughn has to learn from Rojo as well, like pass pass protection. He's gonna have to go through mm-hmm. the same growing pains. So yeah, yeah. I just think both of them working together will be special. Bring them in on passing downs. Bring them in on. Pass catching situations, split them out wide. I mean, these are things that they can use. So they have, now they have two. Peyton Barber, when he went out there first game against the 49ers, what the hell was oh. he? Why? Yeah. <laughs> no, no one ever <laughs> thought he was going to throw the ball. And when Jameis threw the ball there and it was a pick six, I bet Richard Sherman was like, this is stupid. What, what you just gave me? This is the easiest pick I've ever had. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he'll be good. Will he be great, which some people think he will be? I don't think he'll be that at all. I think Rojo will be better than Vaughn. But uh, some funny comments in the group chat up here. I saw J.L. Moore said, Soho Gronk and Gronk Ebor will be the party Gronk, <laughs> which would be hilarious. And then someone said, my apartment complex isn't opening the pools. I was like, because of Gronk, is that why? <laughs> just funny things. And then one more thing, J.L. Moore said, how many yards did Rojo lose because of penalties? I think specifically he thinks that Rams game. But yeah, mm. things like that. Our offensive line, we just... That's a good progression to our next question for you, our, our draft. What did you think of it? And Tristan Wirfs with the first round pick, how do you grade that? And then Antoine Winfield, again, second round. Yes, I'm a big fan of you draft offensive linemen high. I was extremely happy about it. I don't know anything about, like I said, college football, I don't follow it. Uh, which which you know, it kind of sucks because I, the draft is – it's fun for me. I enjoy it, but I don't know any of the guys. <laughs> so it makes it kind of, you know, uh, uh, but uh, Tristan worse from what I've seen, you know, the game t- tape and all that good stuff, the little bit that I have seen, he seems very dominant. I like him little rough around the edges and everything, but it, you can never go wrong with drafting offensive lineman high in my book. You know, those guys are the linchpin of the whole football team. Same with defensive linemen, you know, you win in the trenches 
and uh, you know we had to get somebody to replace Dotson. I hate to see him go. That was so sad. You know, it's it's almost like uh, you know he's a, our longest tenured buck, and he's gone, and there was like no fanfare or anything. Pewter Report did write up a good article on him. I, I appreciated that for him, uh, but I love Demar Dotson. And, you know, he's getting a little slow and yeah, it was about time, I guess. Uh, but you know, when you, when you can draft an offensive lineman high, man, you do it. And so I was very happy about that. Uh, I love our offensive line. I think we're going to have a top 10 offensive line this year. These guys here. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's going to make them that, you know, they right now, I think, I think they are above average, not, not a whole lot above average, but Tom Brady will make your offensive line look a lot better than it is because you know, he doesn't get a lot of pressure on him. When he feels pressure, that ball's out. He's kind of like Drew Brees. I mean, he'll throw it in the dirt. You know, he does not like getting sacked. And, uh, you know, he feels pressure, and he feels it. He gets that ball out. And that makes the offensive line look good. Now, as a matter of fact, that's the video I'm working on now is uh, the New England's offensive line last year and, and all the hits that Tom Brady took. Uh, oh, <laughs> Taking notes on that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, are they serious? Right in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. That's a good <laughs> But, plus, but, but yeah, it, it's actually surprising how much Tom Brady gets hit. I mean, he gets hit a lot. He's a lot tougher than people think he is. Uh, Joe Buck's fan had actually written an article about their biggest worry is that Tom Brady's going to get hurt because our offensive line is so bad. And I was like, eh, it's not that bad. So I, I started looking into all this, and I was like, the New England's offensive line was not that great last year. It was rated number five by pro football outsiders or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, nah, it wasn't that much better than ours. You know, And he got put on his butt a lot. Yeah. You'll see it in the video. No, actually, I'm anxious to see that, too, because yeah. that's something we've been saying. But go ahead. Yeah, plus, take it. No, I was going to say, like, yeah, Patriots offensive line I, I thought was worse than ours. Um, mm. uh, yeah. By, I mean, by a landslide. I don't think their offensive line was very good, especially for what Tom Brady has had in the past as far as mm. offensive lines. It it just wasn't good. I mean, he was getting hit, like you said, a bunch, and he got hit a lot last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that probably led to, you know, some of the decision to, to move on from New England, to be honest, because he was, just, point. I I mean, he, he was getting hit uh, quite yeah. often. And, yeah. You never really saw that before, and and but like you said, I mean, he's going to make this offensive line better because he's going to get the ball out quicker. He's going to play with timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something you know the Bucks haven't had over the past couple of years. You know, you'd have a quarterback that would you know hold on to the ball a little bit too long. You know, trying to make that you know miracle play, and sometimes that's just not the way to go. So yeah, yeah. you know, with Tom, I think he's going to make our offensive line better um from that standpoint as far as playing with rhythm and getting the ball out when it needs to be out and that's going to make a difference and i think also you know the run game i think is going to be better because of the addition of tristan worse and what he can do um for the offense line in that regard but you know overall i think our offense line it's, i think is pretty solid i think donovan smith mm-hmm. is better than what people say about him you know same thing for ali marpet you know ryan jensen i thought his best year last year and then you look at a right side, I think that's still the, the area of, um, you know, weakness right now. But I think it's it's going to be a, an area that will come up throughout the season that will be better at the season end as we move forward. Yes. Yes. Uh, what, what do you think about Alex Kappa? Now, I mean, personally, I really like the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, I like the bruisers. And Hillman Jensen, 
they they really like beating up on people. It seems like. Absolutely. And when Kappa broke his arm and kept playing and didn't yeah. even that that was I was like I, I like this guy, mm-hmm. but that those two seem to get out there and they they hunt people down. I like that. Uh, and like you said, Donovan Smith. Uh, I was never very high on Donovan Smith. He 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 did a lot of loafing, but then last year he just played great. You know yeah. he. Um, I agree. He really, I was worried about that because he, I was like, oh no, he's getting all this money. Is he just going to be like, woohoo, I'm done now? <laughs> and uh, no, he went out there and he earned his money, I thought. He played very, very well. Right. Very well. But uh, back to the offensive line and them being a top 10 offensive line, one of the reasons why I believe that is none of these guys want to be the guy that gets Tom Brady killed. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, there's an extra incentive there. They'll go down in history as. Oh, you're the guy that got Tom Brady killed. <laughs> right. You don't want to be that guy. No, no, absolutely not. And you know, back to your question on Alex Kappa. Yeah, I, we're we're high on him. I I think, you know, he's a guy that just needs some you know a little development here and there. I think he's gonna, still growing into his body. Yeah. I think he's gonna you know build up a little bit more. Um, but he's got a lot of good things on tape. I mean, his run blocking I think is definitely uh, where he excels at. Obviously, um, I think his pass protection is getting better. Um, it's just little things where he's got to get his hands and, and feet connected a little bit more so he doesn't get off balance, um, mm-hmm. you know, at times. But, yeah, he does a really good job, and I'm excited to see where he, you know, where he progresses, you know, same thing and going into, I think, what with this? Year yeah, three. year three. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited uh, for him. Yeah, so, so we're, we're, all, we're all pretty con- uh, firm that he's going to be the starter, right? Yeah. Uh, I know we got the guy from uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, Joe Haig. Yeah. Haig, yeah. I haven't looked at any tape on him, but uh, I, I think Cab has got it pretty much locked down, right? right. Yeah, right guard. Yeah, I, think, I yeah. think we agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Haig will be, like, plus has been saying this, or a Watford position. Like, yes. he can play yeah. multiple positions all across the line. I mean, we need that. We got younger with it. And he's supposedly from what Indianapolis Colts, like, pers- or I guess media or content creators saying that he's – he just needs an opportunity. I oh, think okay. I think either way, Tristan Wirfs is going to win it. The right tackle. I think it's more looking him pushing Wirfs yeah. at right tackle. Okay. But, I mean, I think Wirfs immediately will be a good run blocker. Like I don't know if you saw our, our breakdown or our film study on yes. him, but I mean, he yeah. to me just he just needs to learn a lot more of the the basics of pass blocking. I mean, he, let, he lets a lot of guys inside. That's what you don't want to do. And then he just has raw talent. It's just get him to use it. How fast is he going to learn to use these traits? I mean, that was my worry about Devin White. I hope the same damn thing happens now. You have all the tools, teach him how to use it, and dominate. I mean, Devin White, after he got the stiff arm from Christian McCaffrey, was lights the hell out. He was like, forget this shit. This will never happen to me again. And he was (laughs) balls to the walls. Is that what did it? Okay, good, It it looked like it. He'd played bad up until then. And then all of a sudden, he was all over the damn field. Yeah, yeah, he, he seemed real timid and not, you know, right. not real sure about what he was doing. And then all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere, he was knocking people out and getting balls. And, yeah, it was great. I, I never thought about it. I had to go back and look at it and see if that's what yeah. and this, <laughs> like there. Right? And I think the, it was, that was the in New England. Was, right? That was in New yeah. England, right? Or England. Forgive me, not New England. England. <laughs> yeah, London. London. Yeah, London. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, London. Mm-hmm. And same thing. Maybe that same thing with uh, I was going to mention with Jamel Dean. Like Jamel Dean got burnt by DK yeah. Metcalf and and mm-hmm. uh, Lockett. Maybe he was like, "Forget this shit. I'm going to buckle down." <laughs> and yeah. he shut it down for the rest of the season. Uh, but some people were saying before we move on is, uh, 
Do you think we should get Devontae Freeman? Because all those rumors were coming out about Freeman. Do you think he's even an option money-wise, or do you like him as a fit? Well, I know that uh, Bruce Arians does not like to pay running backs money. Uh, if Devontae Freeman comes cheap, I don't think Aaron's would have a problem getting him. Uh, personally, I wouldn't have a problem with it either. You know, he's 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 pretty good in my book. But uh, like I said, eh, we'll just throw the ball. We don't need running backs, man. <laughs> we'll just hand the ball to Gronkowski if we're going to run it. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a running back. You're right. <laughs> but I mean, I I see him as he'd be a perfect fit. But it's yeah, like you said, money. I don't think he's going to want the contract that we're going to be able to afford to give him. Yeah, right now, I don't I don't know how much money we got, but it's not a whole lot. Yeah, uh, So, you know, we'd have to do a lot of shuffling around to get him in, I think. He's pay, he, what would he want, maybe two, three million? Somewhere in that area? More? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he declined. I think it was like earlier reports he declined a $4 million contract from oh, okay. uh, Seattle. Right. So. Oh, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Aaron's will never pay him that much money. <laughs> right. He he is he's adamant that he will not pay running backs a lot of money. So yeah, he kind of shouldn't. I mean, they, their shelf life is bad. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a business. You got to use what you got. And yeah. if you're at the near thirty mark. You better start looking for championships, not contracts. But unless you're that right. damn good, then take your contract. If they're willing to pay it for you to you, you're worth that much. So he's playing right, his cards, right. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And also, have y'all uh, have you have y'all read uh, Bruce Arians' book, Quarterback Whisperer? I have not. I have not. Yeah, you either. should check it out. It's it's really a good insight into his mind. Of course, you know it, he wrote it himself, so it's a lot of, you know, uh, you never know how true it is. But every he he's not he doesn't seem to be a bullshitter at all. You know, he really seems to what he says is what he's, you know, what he's feeling, what he means. Uh, m- most of the stuff in his book that he says is very applicable. What with what happened with the Bucks, but one of the things is he's very adamant. I do not pay running backs a lot of money. Uh, what well, that, that also brings me back to another thing with Tom Brady. Uh, one of the things that uh, Bruce Arians really likes is a what he calls a quarterback with grit, and he defines that as by throwing an interception and you're the first guy to run out there and try and tackle the guy. That's not Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, Jameis Winston was great about that. Jameis, Jameis Winston was a great tackler which i don't know if you want that in your quarterback but right. tom brady is not he he throws an interception he might jog in that direction a little bit but he's not gonna be trying to tackle anybody so that's gonna be an interesting dynamic there that's his definition of grit yeah that was his definition of grit you know he was explaining what he th- uh, considered grit in a quarterback mm. you throw an interception you're the first guy there to tackle the guy okay yeah well, I don't know. but that's not tom Right, maybe maybe we don't really need grit. Maybe we just need intensity. Maybe maybe we need decision. Yeah, yeah. decision Get, making is what we need. There you go. Yes. <laughs> don't throw yes. the interceptions. Let's yes. not do grit. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. Oh, I guess we got a special teams question. What do you guys? This is James Bob on YouTube. He said, "What do you guys think about Matt Gay? Do you trust him?" Hmm. What do you guys think? First, plus take it away. Yeah, I'll take it. I, I think he's going to be okay. Uh, I think he's, again, it, rookie last year. Um, I think he understands, you know, as far as his process goes, I think he understands what he needs to do better. I think that's going to help him a, a whole lot. You know, it's 
there's a lot of things that happen before the kick happens that he needs to understand. And I think he, I think he's got a better understanding of that now. And I think he's going to be more consistent um, and be that guy that we hope for um, coming in 2020. Uh, again, it's just some little things that he's got to fix. I don't think he's got any issues as far as his mechanics or anything like that. I think it's all mental. And I think he's got that. Um, he's got a good mindset is what I'm trying to say. Good. I like that optimism. Yep. Keep it up, Mike. <laughs> Carry that on that? Oh man, you know that Atlanta game. I, I was all I was high on him. You know the, the Giants game. Oh. You know you you were like, oh no, but <laughs> yeah, he's so a rookie. Oh my gosh! And it was a it was like it was this much. Yeah. Right. And uh, but then that Atlanta game. I mean, he just crapped the bed. Uh, so, you know, walking out of the season like that, it was kind of like the same way with Jameis. You throw in a, a pick six, like your last pass. You know, you're like, oh, my gosh, what do you do here? Uh, I, I, I'm going to stick with you, Mike. Uh, I, I'm going to take your word for it. It, it, it. Matter of fact, if Matt Gay sucks this year, I'm going to blame you for giving you so much hope. I'll take the blame. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> no, I mean, but – <laughs> I agree. I I tend to agree with Mike. He usually calms me down. It's he's got again this. He's got everything you want in a kicker, but what would he want in a kicker? A leg. It's about it. Accuracy. Okay, but <laughs> let's let's see if it was just rookie jitters and he just had to get yeah. those oh big situations under control. He kind of did it. Uh, they were talking to him in this uh, Zoom conferences they they have and saying, "What did you work on in the off season?" He's like, "I got to just mentally prepare and just." run every rep I do just like I do in practice. All of them are the same. And it's just kind of cool, like, the mindset he did. And he, he was the first one to say, oh, I, I need to fix everything. He's like, I mm-hmm. I did good, but I need to work on my consistency and learning that every rep in practice is the same way it needs to be done in the game. There's nothing I need to change. And that's something cool that he's – he took it to mm-hmm. heart, and so he's taking yeah. it serious. It's his job. It's not like, oh, well, I'll do it better next year. Don't worry. You can trust me, guys. I, I like that he – Took it to heart. Well, huh. So there's our Matt Gay question of the day. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I want to hear your thoughts on Antoine Winfield. I know you don't look at college players, but you you kind of well, said I, about I, our, our. I brother. watched your, your I watched your video, and oh. uh, I was I was all excited about the guy. After that, I was like, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so well, so hopefully you didn't lie to us, man. Right. Because you're. <laughs> You're the only thing I know about Winfield. I'm, I'm, I'm putting all my trust in you right. guys. So a lot of yeah, no, he don't looks... like our highlight. We give too many highlights. But, I mean, hey, this well, is the no, time for highlight. We'll give the real stuff when it needs to be shown. But... Yeah, well, Mike, that, I was saying that during the thing. I was like, man, they're just showing us guys' highlights. But then Mike had said during the clip, he said, well, you know, he make, he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. And right then I knew I was like, oh, they're watching this guy. They know mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't because that's what I say a lot. That's a big part of football, yeah. you know, is yeah. who makes the mistakes. You know, it's more about making mistakes is one of the, one of the problems I had with Jerry McCoy. You know, I mean, he made some great plays. He was a great athlete and everything, but he made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, and but you don't see that. You know, that, that's never brought up. Right. And so you have to look at that as a player. You know, you make big splash plays. That's great and dandy. But if you're making a whole bunch of mistakes over here, you're just hurting the team. And as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, so these guys aren't just looking at highlights. They know what they're yeah. talking about. <laughs> I guess, like with Jerry McCoy, he was a, a three-tech, so he's he's jumping into gaps. Like he's just flying into one gap, right? He's, he's not yeah. thinking about the other one. He just goes in. 
But then that puts mm. the rest of your team behind you in the shit show. They're like, oh, holy hell, there's a massive hole. And then Huge I got a holes. pulling guard coming at me. So there's going to mm. be a big-ass run going on. I mean, yeah. we try and look at everything. I mean, same thing with, uh, I always get his name wrong. Chapel Russell, is that what it is? Chappelle Russell? There are yeah. six-round pick? Yeah. Yeah, he's right. And I'm watching him now to do a film study on him. And, yeah, he's got some athletic ability. He gets around the ball, but his tackling is bad. It's just flat-out bad. Uh, That's something where I want to see consistency in that. And, yeah, Justin Mm -hmm. Evans had bad tackling, and he ended up fixing it, and he actually had a pretty damn good rookie season. I'm hoping Mm. you can see that, but he's going to be down near the bottom trying to fight for a special teams opportunity. And if he can't tackle on special teams – it's right. hard to make the roster. So that's, that's my preview of what we're going to see with him later. But, yeah. yeah, we try and look at everything. It's not just only highlights. But, I mean, we're yeah. going to show you what yeah. they do well, too. It's not just bash the shit out of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, going going back to Winfield, I mean, he's, yeah. he's a guy that I – you know, literally when he was the pick, I jumped out of my seat because I was so excited. Um, I watched a lot of his tape. I watched a lot of his games because I'm a, I'm a fan of him. So, yeah, the dude doesn't make a lot of mistakes because he's very smart. He wins with intelligence, and that's what, you know, made me so excited that the Buccaneers got him because I think that's what's missing in the secondary is a guy that can be that field general mm-hmm. and, and really take that, you know, take that leadership role and, and help these guys be in the right spots. So, yeah, I think every Bucks fan should be very excited about Winfield uh, coming up in this season. I think he's going to do great things for for years to come. I'm really excited to see what he does. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, you know just highlighting one play and saying, oh, this player is awesome because of this. But that play y'all showed where he intercepted in the end zone, right? Where he he swung around, he saw, he read it, left his man, and came around and picked it off. He jumped in the air. I was like, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see him do that against Drew Brees like 50 times this year. I'll be happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's a play that he does very often. Like it, it shows up on tape a lot where he's, you know, staying on one guy and he's reading the the play on the other side of the field. And he, then he's on the other side of the field. Like he's yes. already there. So uh, his instincts are very high um, as far as level goes. I mean, he's just, uh, he's very impressive. And I mean, I had a first round grade on him and to get him in the second round, that's uh, it's a steal uh, for a, for a lot of things. Uh, a lot of teams, I would say, would agree with me. It's a steal for the Bucks. Wow, fantastic, man! Yeah. Man, you got me all pumped up about our draft picks now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to watch the football. Right? Yeah. I mean, but even oh, even Todd Bowles and, and BA said they see Buda Baker in him. We loved Buda Baker coming out right, of college. Yeah. I'm not just saying we right. like every Washington player, but. Buda Baker was our dude. Like I was like, holy yeah. sh! This dude on we wanted, film. We wanted him over OJ. Like oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Buda Baker on film. You were like, does this guy already know what the hell the play is? And he's lightning quick. He oh. he was humiliating teams. And I was like, this is night and day the best like safety in the class. And then what do you know? He goes to the Cardinals and he's lighting it up left and right. Mm-hmm. Will yeah. Antoine Winfield have the same effect here? I hope to God he does. I mean, oh, man. it would be that, our, our defense would be it'd be a brick wall if we had a safety back there that yeah. plays like that. I mean, right. good grief. I, I, I think the league doesn't know what they're getting into here. <laughs> I really I really do. We, we are we're just good in every area. We don't have any weaknesses. You know, you could say running back, maybe, but it's not like it's horrible. Um, 
Gosh, but but we're so good in so many areas. Like I said, Vita Vea, he's just he's fantastic. Shaq Barrett, I mean, come on, the guy got the sack record last year. Uh, we have the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. We've got what thirty awesome tight ends. We've got <laughs> two of the best receivers in the. I mean, come on, uh, I I just don't see how we don't take it all the way this year. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know just. Scaling, scaling it back a little bit. I mean, you look at our, our 22 <laughs> starters, I, I think are very, very impressive um, as from a starting oh. unit. Um, but looking at the depth, I think you, you, we still need uh. some pieces to, to step up, you know, in certain areas. You know, obviously, you know, every season you got to have some breaks with injuries. I mean, that goes for mm-hmm. every team. So, right. um, you know, that's really the only thing I see us, you know, if something's going to hold us back is injury, you know, to, right. certain, to certain players, you know, certain key players. But I love the optimism. I'm right there with you. Uh, I think it's going to be a very fun season, and I'm just excited to to watch. It's going to be. It's really going to be something. Yeah, thank you for that. That is something I, I preach all the time. Is we got to remember this is this is entertainment, man. Exactly. It's all yeah. about being entertained and having a good time. And one thing you can say about Jameis Winston, he was entertaining. Hell yeah. Oh no doubt. You know, no doubt. Frustrating as heck sometimes, but he was entertaining. <laughs> Now, well, Molly, she takes losses a lot harder than I do. I mean, I take them pretty hard, but she will be, for for a good four or five days, she'll be in a bad mood. That's Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, it's it's so hard to just remember that this is entertainment. But that's half the fun, too, is when you lose, you get all upset and you're pissy and all that good stuff, you know. Right. It's like, I can't imagine what it's like <laughs> for New England fans. <laughs> I mean, Patriot fans... They haven't had a bad season in 20 years. They're getting ready to have mm. uh, a hard life, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, yeah, I think, like you said, this is going to be a very, very, very entertaining team. And I think we're also going to be a very winning team, combined the two. I, I haven't been this excited for the Buccaneers in my whole time as a fan. And that includes uh, the 2000-2001 season. We you know when we got John Gruden, and, you know, we were destined for the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, right. And, uh you know, this is more exciting than that. So, I, so. I don't know, man. Well, yes. Yeah, about that. So, there's a lot of hype. So, th- this is a question from Nicholas. This is all, all the way up in the chat, but he brought it down back here again. He wants to know, what do you think separates this 2020 Bucks team from the 2019 Browns team? Like the, help, the hype surrounding them. I mean, they got Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. I mean, Njoku at tight end. Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt. Baker Mayfield was hyping everything. They had so many talented players, and then yeah. when it came to perform, they just, again, shit the bed. What do you think the well, difference they is? Hit, I, I would say Freddie Kitchens. You know I mean? It's just yeah. – he, he never should have been a head coach. Uh, he, had, he never had any head coaching experience. He's You know, and that's a huge thing. I mean, Bruce Arians is a really good coach. And, you know, if for nothing else, just knowing how to – build he doesn't like to call it culture but he's very good at building that thing he doesn't like to talk about uh you know freddie kitchens just he he didn't know what to do and the spotlight was on him he had national media attention you know because everybody expected him to do well because they had such a good roster and they just grabbed the bed you know the guy shouldn't have been a coach he should have been (laughs) you know eased into it a little bit that that's that's my opinion out of it what do you guys think yeah, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, coaching had a lot to do with it. I think a lot of it was also egos involved as far as the oh, offense God. goes. You know, yeah. I don't think Baker, I don't think Baker's there yet as far as a quarterback. I think he's still got a long way to go. 
Obviously, their offensive line talent wasn't very good. Their offensive line was pretty pretty subpar, um, to say the least. And then, you know, defensively, I thought they had some things on, on the defensive side of the ball, but just wasn't consistent enough as, as far as what they needed to do in, in order to compete in that division. Um, and then, you know, Baltimore was just was really great, and they just destroyed everyone. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, what separates us from them, I think looking at it, you look at Tom Brady, number one. You know, he's he's a, he's a GOAT. So having him on your side, I think that makes a big impact. And then, you know, our coaching staff, like you said, I think is one of the better ones in the league right now, top to bottom. And, you know, a, a, a talented, talented team. You know, just all around, I think it's very talented. So, and I think we have guys that are, they have the right mindset, you know, yes. as far as what they, what needs to be done, and and they're ready to win. You know, they're desperate for wins, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to put in the work. And I think some of those guys in Cleveland didn't do um, what they were supposed to do in that in that situation. Yeah, JPP, you bringing that up? You know, we've got yeah. these uh, veteran leagues leaders in there. JPP does not play around. No, uh, that guy does. He wants to win. And he's not going to let these young guys, you know, party it away. He showed that last year when he came back from that broken neck, which how amazing is that? And uh, he came back and immediately straightened those guys out. You know, it was got rid of a uh, who was that guy? What's that? Carl Na- Carl Nassib. No, no, no. I love I love Carl. I'm, I'm so sad to see him leave, yeah. but I want to see him start somewhere. So you know, it was good. Um, oh, Bernard Hargreaves. Yeah, H yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, basically got him, <laughs> basically got him booted off the team, and then he all did. of a sudden, our the secondary just started stepping it up. I think we have some serious veteran leadership on our team, which is you know it's a huge thing with uh, Bruce Aarons. But yeah, Tom Brady, you know, he's not going to put up with any of that mess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's a big difference. That was a good point. That's a big difference. We have that veteran leadership on our team that uh, Cleveland lacked. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's kind of agreeing in the chat. I mean, plus you kind of answered it perfectly. I mean, coaching staff. Yeah, you did. I mean, well-established coaching staff, not a rookie head coach like Ralph said. I mean, Tom Moore, Bruce Arians says it all the time. He's forgotten more football than Bruce Arians even knows. Bruce Arians knows a whole shit ton of football. And just they know they've learned from mistakes. Freddie Kitchen was making mistakes, and he didn't know how to fix them. Same thing with Cutter. Cutter was like, I don't know what the hell the problem is. Well, B.A. Yeah. just figured out what the problem was. It was Jameis Winston's interceptions, and he just got the best decision-maker there is. And Tom Brady, yeah. there's another answer, better quarterback decision-maker as opposed to a second-year pro. Just because you saved him, same thing with Cutter, you only saved the offensive coordinator because he made your quarterback look good? Come on. I mean, I, th- I just think it's prime for a, a hell of a run, a young defense that's ready to, to rock and roll with veterans, like you just said, JPP, Shaq Barrett. And Dominican Sue just firing Sue. up these young guys, and then yeah. offense you're led by the best there is Brady Gronk bringing that pedigree, and then just weapons all the hell away. Mm-hmm. You can name I don't want to name them. There's so many damn ones of them. And that's why this hype train's real, and I'm already on it. I've already said once we got Brady, I'm like holy shit, this is it. This yeah, is, yeah. Just let us start, and let's let's see what the hell happens. This but, is uh, this is almost almost like a uh, we got our uh, unicorn wish or something, yeah. you know. Like, like what all, all Buck fans? What do you want this year? And we just put in all of our wishes and we got them all, you know. I mean, right. who would have thought, you know, we'd get Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski? Rob Gronkowski, I did not see coming. I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, I texted Mark that day and I was like, "What the hell is this? Like, this just came out of the blue." 
And, uh, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was crazy. Like I was I, like, I was like, no, this isn't real. Like I thought it was then, a joke at first. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I was like, no, Adam Schefter didn't just tweet that. Yeah, it was and, a fake. Uh, it's a burner account or a fake one. Like right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's telling me he's running around the office. Oh, and, you know, yeah. He's reading my my text. I'm like, yeah. I, he, you sent me that text like. And I was like, this bullshit, don't even tell me. And literally like five <laughs> minutes later, a confirmation yeah, text came out. I was like, there's no, there's no way. There's no goddamn way this has happened. This is, nothing happens that fast. And then I had to, literally, I stopped everything. I was like, hold on. I just literally looked up. And it was damn fact. I couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's almost like winning the lottery twice. And it's yeah. the same day. Yeah. You know? And what do you guys think about our uh, division opponents? Oh, plus I- yeah, I think, you know, looking at the Saints, I think they're still the cream of the crop. You know, just looking at that roster, I think they're really, you know, a stud roster. They're built, you know, it just seems like every year they're up against the cap and somehow they how pull out. How do they out. do that? I don't know. I don't know how they do it. They pull out players from, Manuel you know, Sanders everywhere. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they're a talented team. I think they're the one that's going to give us the the most issues. I think they're the one to challenge, and and hopefully we can overtake them this year, or or at least be in the you know competitive and and put up a good fight of you know getting into the playoffs and maybe seeing them in the playoffs. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, um, as yeah. far as the other two, I think you know obviously the Falcons and the Panthers. I think have taken steps back. Um, I think they're rebuilding a little bit. There's some things that they have to work around. Um, I think the Panthers are going to be very young defensively and they're going to struggle. Um, mm-hmm. And then looking at their quarterback situation, I think it's going to be a drop off from what Cam did for that team because he did a lot um, yeah. you know, on the field. So I think they're going to struggle a little bit. And then looking at Atlanta, I think they still have some pieces offensively. But again, same thing. I think defensively, they're going to they're going to be in a struggle because they're mm-hmm. you're younger and and they're injuries away from really not being very good. Mm hmm. I think Atlanta's going to be a little better than you think, though. I mean, the offense isn't bare. The offense is still good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just making sure they stay healthy. That's about it. Right. But, I mean, I think either way, like you said, it's going to be Bucks saints but Falcons are not going to be an easy out. It's, I'm not going to count them out at all. But, yeah, Panthers are going to, I think, take a learning year. Like I mentioned this yeah. in prior podcast. Matt Rule literally – he just shits the bed the first year. Like, literally just slaughters it all because he, he's bringing in a whole new system. So I, I can expect those to be hopefully gimmies. But Falcons yeah. and Saints, yeah, they're going to be tough. I mean, they're just talented. Mm-hmm. But uh, before I'm going for, further, Bucks record, what do you think, Ralph? What's it going to be? Oh, my gosh. What do we play, 16 games a year? I'll say uh, 19 and 0. How about that? Oh, <laughs> Undefeated season. And we're going into Tampa Stadium for the Super Bowl, and we're going to win it at home. First time it ever happened. Boom! God, Done. I hope you're right. <laughs> please put a bet on that, please. I love it. I love it so much. Damn, that's uh, Yeah, that's kind of wishful thinking there. I could see it happening, but goodness, man. Twelve and four is not out of the question. Yeah. Right. If we didn't have the Saints in our division, we had to play twice a year. We would be fourteen two easy. Okay. I, I uh, hope I hope that nineteen zero record happens though. That'd, yeah, that'd be special. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome to break that Miami stranglehold on that record, mm-hmm. and then get the record for getting a Super Bowl and home field advantage? I mean, it would just let's just do it all this year. Knock it right. out of the park. Might as well. I mean, 
Don Shula passed away, so he's not going to be able to see that record be broken either. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> hey, this is the time to do it. But <laughs> other than that, yeah. we've taken your more than an hour of your time, but let everyone know where they can find you, what, what you do, what kind of content you bring. And for those Buccaneer fans that don't know, let them know what the heck you can bring to their eyes. All I'll right. Take the stage. Oh. Uh. Uh, Ralph Phillips, I do a co-hosted podcast with my wife, Molly Bay. Uh, we normally do three times a week uh, podcast, but here in the off-season, we've only basically been doing about once a week. Uh, we have a website, BuccaneersObserver.com, and then we also have the Twitter. Uh, the handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. Now, my wife, Molly, she handles all that, so if you're talking to somebody, you're talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> If I get on there, I usually end up fighting with people. So that's why she's like, I'll take your toys, Ralph. You know, <laughs> I'll handle that. You go and play with the computer. So, <laughs> hey, that's all good, man. I mean, husband and wife, Bucks fans, podcasters. That's that's great. I wish my wife would have a little bit of that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you look behind you. <laughs> I wish my wife. Huh? <laughs> 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 oh, I know how it feels. I know how it is. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, she's awesome. They all have positives. <laughs> yeah, she she married it. She was actually a Carolina Panthers fan when I first Ooh. met her. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, we. <laughs> she's yelling at me now. Don't you tell them. <laughs> uh, but we we were first getting together, and it was uh, Gruden's last game uh, uh, against the Panthers, and it was a horrible game. It was I think a Thursday night football. And we got stomped, and I knew right then that that was Gruden's last season with us. And uh, I was so upset and depressed, and I called her up and basically yelled at her. And, you know, she was, of course, rubbing salt in my wings, you know. And I'm like, uh. But uh, she eventually came over from the dark side, and she became a Buccaneers fan. And now she's, I would say, more rabid than I am. She's wanting to get tattoos and paint cars. And, yeah, she's a, she's a very good fan. It's awesome. Yes. Yes. Very passionate. That's how it should be though. We all should be that. Hopefully this is a 19 and 0 passionate season. (laughs) Man, you know, I, I, yes, I'm so excited about all the new fans that we're going to get. And that we are getting, you know, just with Tom Brady coming and all this national media, I'm telling you, this is the best time to become a Buccaneer fan because these guys, Shaq Barrett is awesome. Vita Vey is awesome. (laughs) Domagong Sue is awesome. We have a, great cast of characters and a great team that's going to be around for a long time i think so mm-hmm. good time to be a buccaneers fan i hope so and hope all that optimism stays right <laughs> always always even where we're, we're two and 14 i'm like next year mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you got to as a fan though yeah well that ralph thank you for your time thank you for the great hey, show. thanks thanks for having me mark mike it was nice nice uh being on here appreciate it guys of course yeah, thank you man. ralph have a good night, everyone. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Awesome show.